Welcome to Brothers in Who, a Married to Who spinoff where me, Jake, and my brother Alex watch classic Doctor Who in whatever order we want. Right now we're going through all of the classic Dalek stories, and we have a special guest. It is our producer, Terry. Terry, welcome to Brothers in Who. Thank you very much for having me. This episode, we are here to talk about Resurrection of the Daleks, written by Eric Sayward, directed by Matthew Robinson, aired February 8th through the 15th, 1984. It was two 45-minute stories, it or episodes. It is a Fifth Doctor story with Tegan and Turlow. Terry. Yes. What do you think of this one? Um, It was a good story. I really liked it. Um, it being spoiled by all of the new Doctor Who that we're going through, watching this is kind of painful. It's like watching a high school drama, if you will. Um, but the I like the storyline a lot of just the whole idea of the Daleks um, needing Davros to help them figure out this virus that's killing them all and then like they there's just a lot of backstabbing i feel going on and it's really fun and exciting script alex i enjoyed probably maybe 50 percent of both episodes uh if, if that makes sense uh i i don't know this one for me, like from what we've seen before in the Dalek stories, it, it was just less. Like it was lacking, didn't have as much going on. But uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, for me, I had already I had watched this one very recently, like maybe last winter. But you know, watching it for this, I kind of pay more attention to certain things, and. I like bits of it. I like the production of it. I think the direction is good. I think the location that they use is great. All the all the location shooting is really cool. Not so. I mean, the studio stuff's fine, uh, but there is a lot of a lot of stuff that is just doesn't go anywhere and doesn't need to be there. But we'll, as Alex says, get to it. Okay. First of all, Terry, you haven't been watching all of the Dalek stories like we have. Um, so this is kind of a sequel to the previous story in that that one was about the Dalek Movellan war and how they were digging up Davros because they couldn't win this war and they needed him to like give them a, a new strategy and they wanted they needed a genius to like trick the Movellans computers. Now this one we pick up and find out that the Movellans actually won and they did it by creating this virus. So was any of that confusing for you or did it was it all pretty well explained? I mean in I think it was in like in the second episode 
a lot of my questions were starting to get answered about they talked about the war when Davros was finally opened, which for the longest time was like, who the hell is this prisoner they're talking about? Which I found exciting for just watching the story. And then to find out it was Davros, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I, like, I would have seen the earlier ones. I would have known the whole time. Right. That yeah. was a fun, exciting thing. That, that happened at the end of the last story, too. That we What was that one called? Destiny of the Daleks, Alex? Uh, yes. So at the end of that one, they, instead of killing Davros, they froze him. And then now we see what the end result of that was, is they created a prison ship just for him. Right. Which he was frozen for 90 years. Yeah. That is a freaking long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the time corridor was something that I was confused about for a very long time. I didn't understand uh how the TARDIS got stuck in it in the first place because there was no explanation. So I'm assuming that happened at the end of the last story. No, it did not. Okay. Then <laughs> I was just lost on that point for the no, it's just that entirety the of the beginning. Right. No, it's just that the Daleks are using a time corridor in this story to... Fuck, I don't even know why they're using it. Oh, because they need to get to Earth because the Mavellans put the virus there? Right, in those canisters. Right. And so they're. They, yeah, they need a time corridor to go back to a certain time in Earth while at the same time, from their point of view, breaking into this prison. It's, so they have it's all time the, travel capabilities now. They have for a long time. To... They have since the 60s. Oh, oh, OK. Cool. Cool. You watched right. the chase with us, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I've just forgotten about it. They were time traveling then. <laughs> Anyway, let's, uh, I don't know, we don't typically kind of just go in order, but since there's three of us, let's just kind of go through the story. Um, it uh, starts on a rainy street in London, and a bunch of people in some kind of military garb come running out, and then three cops just machine gun, machine gun them in the back. This was one of the most bonkers classic who episode starters i think that i've seen well it's certainly one of the most violent yeah that was like straight up just back alley craziness going on it was yeah and 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 then you don't it, like it just throws you into it which i really like with classic and you just have to kind of figure it out as you go but that one that beginning was something else i know that um eric sayward the writer didn't like how violent it was. And on the DVD that he has an interview where he says like, you know, 20 years later, because I think this interview was in like the early 2000s, um, 20 years later with more experience and hindsight, he would have written it differently without all the violence because it's, it is a family show that they show during tea time. And there is a lot of just shooting people in the back in this, in this whole story. But then JNT, the producer, uh, says everything in the story holds up except for one thing. Can you guess what that is? Is it the doctor using a gun? Because that seemed really weird. That did seem weird, but we have seen it plenty of times. Was it Tegan just piecing out <laughs> at the end? It was something about Tegan. It was like how bad she was at acting. I don't know. <laughs> it was her outfit. White was wearing heels. <laughs> It was Tegan's outfit. He said it was the one thing that didn't hold up when you rewatch this story in the early 2000s. 
I kept thinking she was like headed to the clubs. Like oh, she's yeah. gonna go just party down. Yeah, that was like an eighties music video look. Well, my <laughs> second note after all those people getting gunned down is Tegan's outfit A plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, then the doctor and friends meet um, Stein, who is really he's really hungry. He won't shut up about food. The doctor just keeps being like, you're you're fine. And I like how he's like, please, I'm starving. I haven't eaten since yesterday. <laughs> it's, not like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like I haven't eaten in days or a week. It's like, oh, I haven't eaten in uh, 16 hours. <laughs> like, I'm really hurting here, guys. And he asks if they have food like five times. Uh, then we find a derelict prison ship full of whiny bitches who have some kind of prisoner on board. It'd really be n- nice to get like a solid reveal of this next part with them being boarded and it turning out to be Daleks. Except the name of the fucking story is Resurrection of the Daleks. So who else is it going to be? Yeah, yeah. I really no, that door explosion reveal thing was done really well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's all done well. It was made well, but there's no sense of surprise when they're in the title. Like the only surprise is that they're there to get Davros, which is how, like, it is isn't even the end of the story, or I mean, the end of the episode. I really feel like in most of the uh, Dalek episodes we've watched, um, every time they reveal the Dalek it's really cool and cinematic and would have been a really cool, like, holy shit moment if it wasn't titled something of the Daleks. Right. I'm trying to figure out exactly when the Davros reveal is. Um, I did learn a few things. First, it's kind of assumed by some fans that this was kind of like a practice run for the two 45 minute episode style that they would adapt a little later on. But it wasn't. They shot this as four 25-minute episodes, and it was written that way. But they had to move around their time slots because of the Olympics. Oh. So they they re-edited it to be two 45-minute episodes, and it really screwed over some people because uh, they just used the end credit sequences that they had already made for the first and third episodes. Well, So some characters who appear for the first time in the second episode don't get their name in the credits until the end of the next one because of just the the nature of how they decided to do that interesting which makes no sense like if you're going to cut a four episode story into two episodes use the second and fourth credit sequences not the first and well i don't know yeah it could have just been a mistake or editors were just like ah fuck it i don't want to do the work well, they were already made. Like, the people who made the show didn't make that decision. That was made by the BBC heads who actually put it on the air. All right, so we got some fun stuff in the first story. After the Daleks come in, we find out what they're after. They're after Davros. So I noticed Davros when they went to the um, like the cell, and he was just not in focus, but like in the background, just kind of there. Yeah, and he pops up out of nowhere. Like they don't yeah. even. There's no music sting. Like they don't lead up to it. They're just like, oh yeah, it's Davros, by the way. Didn't you know? Right. Yeah, and it's just in the back, and I was like, oh shit. Like I kind of like how they did that because it wasn't apparent. Like we we talked about this. Uh, well, maybe we didn't on. 
did we talk about this on podcast about Halloween? Like sometimes uh, Michael Myers is just in the background and there's nothing. And that's kind of what this was. Yeah, but he was center of frame and pretty easy to spot. Yeah, well, this one was also just a blob inside of a giant <laughs> blue room. So <laughs> um, this is our third instance of Davros or appearance and the third actor to play him. I didn't like this guy as good as well as much. Is it his performance <laughs> or his prosthetic mask that he was wearing? I could get by the mask because there were worse masks, but um, the way he was trying to like, he would have like his big run where he's supposed to like crescendo and get real big. He got so big so fast. And then he's just screaming for five minutes. Oh yeah. Plateauing. That's terrible. I think part of it was um, uh, in the second episode, I was waiting for the doctor and Davros to be alone again because we've talked about like their dialogue between each other. And then that never happened. So I was kind of let down on that part. Well, they have a brief discussion and it's when. Yeah, fuck it. We're just going over the whole thing. It's when Mm -hmm. the doctor goes into his room to kill him. And then they do finally, like, they are together for the first time for real and do get to have a chat. And yeah, it's not as good as Tom Baker and Michael Wisher or even Tom Baker and the second guy. <laughs> but uh, I thought I still thought it was pretty good, even though he goes in there to kill Davros and Davros immediately talks him out of it. <laughs> like, not even hard. Yeah. Uh, so this guy is Terry Malloy, the new Davros. They did ask Michael Wisher, the original, to come back and play him, but he was busy doing a play. Um, oh, no. Terry Malloy will also be uh, the act or the character Russell in Attack of the Cybermen, a sixth Doctor story. Um, and he's reprised the role of Davros in about a billion big finished Doctor Who audios. Nice. So he's been playing the character now for a real long time. Uh, so what do you all think since we're abandoning going through this in order because <laughs> it, it <laughs> doesn't we matter. Back, well it doesn't really make sense i mean the end of the first or the rest of the first episode is essentially you know the doctor meets the human soldiers they manage to kill a dalek by pushing it out a window and which it then explodes actually kill it yeah <laughs> well yeah then the little mutant is out and that's when the doctor not only is holding a gun but full out blaps that fucking dollar <laughs> yeah also was it the same soldier that got neck hugged twice possibly i was trying to figure out they all looked so similar like their costumes were very hard to distinguish from each other and there was so much body swapping and then costume swapping it's like oh jesus who's who here <laughs> yeah it just it just made me laugh it was <laughs> like oh i'm being attacked and then he's like walking around and then he gets attacked again. It's like the same guy. (laughs) So while all this is happening, Turlo somehow got sent up to the Dalek ship. I think it's uh, when they first go into the warehouse, Turlo like awkwardly walked off screen. (laughs) Well, like the time Um, corridor. That's where he found the time corridor. Yeah. And then he, once he's up on the ship, does the, time-honored tradition i think created by the very first tardis crew of just pressing yourself up against a wall when daleks are coming by because they <laughs> they can't see you it works 100 percent of the time that tunnel vision which also his shirt like his collar just annoyed the shit out of me like that I <laughs> so that's it. his uniform like 
John Nathan Turner really liked his characters to have a uniform that didn't really change. Um, Tegan's kind of the exception. She gets to do her outfits. And of course, it's the one thing J&T hates. But Turlow very much had a uniform. His He was... So he's an alien. He's not human. Oh, but, is he? Yeah. Okay. But he was disguising himself as a human at like a boys school. And so that's why he's got like the uniform. Yeah, I can see that now. And then he was um, tagged by the Black Guardian to kill the doctor. So he like joined the doctor's crew to kill him. Now we're beyond that and they're buddies. Gotcha. So there's one weird thing I want to talk about in the first episode. You wouldn't know this, Terry, but Davros wants revenge on the humans for imprisoning him. So that's another reason, I guess, why we're at Earth is because he's going to destroy Earth. Uh, We watched that episode. It wasn't humans at all. Interesting. Okay. And there's actually a bunch of different kinds of aliens. Uh, But maybe the the prison ship has a bunch of humans on it. So that made him mad. And then the big reveal at the end of episode one, which was originally episode two, Stein is a Dalek operative this whole time. And is all of a sudden not hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So is he also a clone is that what was going on with? Yeah, he's no a duplicate. They, oh. they they very purposely don't say clone. They say duplicate. All right, duplicate. Yeah. But then so were the people who were gunned down in the beginning, were those original copies or were those duplicates? Because they said something about like they're like prime specimens or whatever. So I'm assuming they were actual like originals. Yeah. Yeah, what were they testing? Why did they need specimens? <laughs> well, they were testing their duplicator machine because they want to use it on the doctor. Oh, I thought they I thought the duplication process was like set in stone. Like they figured it out. It's all good to go. I didn't realize they were testing it still. Yeah, it is a little over complicated. Like what's his name? Eric Sayward, the writer, said on the DVD that. Or no, he said this in something else, but he says that he doesn't love this story he thinks it's too frantic he does really like the main plot but not like he thinks there's too many subplots like you don't need the daleks uh breaking out davros to find a cure for this disease and a plot to get to duplicate the doctors so you can get onto gallifrey and this dumb tegan with these soldiers pretending she has a concussion plot and these people on this prison ship trying to get to the self-destruct button and ultimately failing. So what was the fucking point? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of those soldiers. Oh my God. (laughs) Just trying that doctor was so bitchy the whole time. Yeah. She was the best. She she had a, uh, she had like a, like I got two weeks until retirement vibe and it was just, oh my God. (laughs) Almost literally. But I love when she, is with um, that dude in the green uniform who's like, I don't know, one of the bridge crew. So that's why he wears green. Like when they're all making their way through the ship to fight off the Daleks, she's constantly like being super sarcastic towards him, but then always looking over to this smaller, younger woman who's with them and just looks at her like this fucking guy, right? <laughs> and she mm-hmm. does it like seven times. <laughs> just anytime she says anything, she always looks at this one lady it's just like yeah tell me about it which uh what was it in when the in the uh control area when that one other girl got the 
self-destruct key of like if like they board us go and blow like kill the prisoner um her like original look like she took her hat off and then she took off her headset which had those funny like hoop things on them i thought those were her earrings and i'm like man she looks like fucking hot like she's got character this is great and as soon as she took those off i'm like oh you're basic that's so sad now (laughs) well while we're on the subject of headgear What'd you think of the Dalek soldiers that had like Dalek heads for helmets? <laughs> I I didn't understand. Like, as you were talking about subplots, I just kept thinking, oh, you mean the Dalek soldiers that didn't need to be in the story at all? But yeah, they were I mean, they were kind of cool looking, <laughs> but it was weird. Which are the Dalek soldiers also uh, duplicates? No, they were hired by the Daleks. Were they human or what were they? Yeah, so, well, some of them were dupe. So, Lytton is the leader. He's a human. And he comes back in Attack of the Cybermen and kind of plays a good guy. But he, like, when he walks off at the end with the two other policemen, those are duplicates. But most of his soldiers are regular people. And then Davros is, like, one at a time, like, brainwashing them with his little green gun thing. Didn't the Daleks say at one point, though, that... Um, he's getting too cocky and he's not taking orders as well. Like I thought that was because he was a duplicate going bad or becoming free or something. I think it's just because he was starting to see that uh, they were losing. Gotcha. But also like the whole Supreme Dalek versus Davros, like that should have been the story or at least the B story of this. Oh, definitely. And it kind of starts. So in the last episode, Terry, Destiny of the Daleks, when they go and uncover Davros, who is like buried in his lab when their planet exploded, he tells the Daleks to do something. And they're like, well, hold on. We got to ask the Supreme Dalek, make sure it's okay." And he's like, oh, Supreme Dalek. We'll see about that. And they. They don't really have a confrontation, but this would have been a great point for that to or for that to be the B story is like this struggle between the Supreme Dalek and Davros, but instead we just get, you know, Davros um, brainwashing a couple Daleks and then them just going around shooting other Daleks. And then we like see the Supreme Dalek once or twice with his magic crystal ball, just being like, oh, that fucking Davros. And then that's it. Yeah, I I agree. I think that like if they would have leaned more into that and like the power struggle within just the Dalek empire would have been cool to see. Oh, yeah. And just... All those, like the soldiers in uh, with Tegan, that whole line didn't yeah. need to be there. Like it's, that could have been a completely thing of like, hey, right. these canisters are on Earth. Yeah, it's only there so that the main actress that you're playing that you're paying has something to do. But and also, which she lied in bed half the time <laughs> anyway. Well, when this story was originally written, it was supposed to be in the previous season. So they had to add on all of the her leaving stuff kind of after the story was already done. So that's kind of why it's a little tacked on at the end. I, I thought the um, the realization that the Daleks lost the war with the Mavellans was a bigger thing yeah. than the doctor being captured by the <laughs> agent. Well, and this is another problem I have with the story is we never see the Mavellans again. Until, like, we briefly get to see them in, like, what's essentially a promotional 
commercial for season 10. But they're like, they're this robot race that beat the Daleks in a war. Why aren't we watching their story? They seem super interesting. <laughs> Let's go figure that shit out. Yeah, I think that would be really fun in like even in like New Who, like if they were to revisit it, I I think it would be so cool. Well, yeah, we had this giant like New Who is basically all about this time war that was unwinnable until the doctor decided to do this horrible thing. Like what happens if the time lords have to go up against the Mavellans? They're even better. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And would they all be super banging like we saw them earlier? Oh, you know they'd be banging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To give you an idea, Terry, uh, every Movellan was dressed like a Daft Punk animated music video character. If you ever saw those music videos. But they all had white dreads. Oh, God. (laughs) But they're all like super thin and sexy. Like tight white uh like jumpers pretty much it was great and those beat the daleks what the heck (laughs) yeah they fucked those daleks (laughs) (laughs) going back to the first episode when they first showed the duplication chamber or room i i really loved the um like the bodies lying in the walls like you couldn't see them but that was a really fun image yeah those were cool like when they pulled it back and you see tegan and turlo yeah those were really fun you know what wasn't as good in that scene is the bed that the doctor was laying on which was just bubble wrap yeah (laughs) he popped a few when he sat down (laughs) that's awesome terry i put a picture of them of Valens in our discord i see that that is though So maybe they're all just scientists and they deal with chemicals and that's how they were able to kill the Daleks so well. They're robots. Oh, all right. Yeah, they're just just beautiful fuckbots. Fembots. (laughs) That is how the human race will end, is we will make sex robots and they'll get sick of it and come and get us. (laughs) There was one other thing I want to talk about. You've seen Genesis of the Daleks, Terry. I think you and I went to it in the theater together. Mm-hmm. That we actually get in this story, the doctor being remorseful or regretful for his actions in Genesis by not killing the Daleks when he could have. And so here he's like, I didn't do it before. I'm going to do it now. And he pulls a gun on Davros for half a second before he changes his mind. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I remember that. And it was like, Good for you, Doctor. Like, let's put an end to this. But no. Terry Nation said we have to have Davros in every Dalek story, so we got to keep him around. Uh, so sad. Even though he apparently gets the virus at the end of the story, he's in the next one, too. I was wondering about that, too. Like, all of the other ones were frothing and foaming and all of that, and then, like, his chair started doing it? <laughs> like, he he wasn't, but his chair was. So maybe there was like a Dalek puppy that was under his seat and he just died. Maybe that was what it was. But Davros is, what's the name of that race that like mutated into the Daleks? The Isn't Khaled's, he part of them? Yeah, he's a Khaled. Khaled, yeah. So, th- so that would make sense that he could get this virus. Yeah, and he, I mean, he created the mutants, but yeah, they're like essentially what the Khaleds were going to become anyway. Because of the radiation from their 
war that they were having with the Thals. Was Davros planning on killing all of the other Daleks because he told them to put the poison on the ship with his helpers? Or was he just aiming to kill the Supreme Dalek? I don't know. He does say that he's going to recreate the Daleks like more genetically superior. So maybe he's just wiping the slate clean and starting over. Maybe he'll keep a couple for security or whatever. But he does like drop a bomb in his own lab because there's Daleks coming. And at the same time, the doctor drops a bomb on all the rest of them. So it's kind of like the doctor and Davros working together. Oh, no. The uh, the new ideas Davros had for the Daleks seems really terrifying, though. Like leveraging emotion to become more powerful, basically becoming berserker Daleks. Oh, yeah, that would be horrifying. Well, that's kind of the Daleks plan in... Um, the Daleks take Manhattan or whatever the fuck that episode's called. Oh yeah, with the hybrid yeah. Dalek. Like there. they're yeah, they're combining themselves with humans so that they can gain some of those human traits. I think more like perseverance is what they're going for, but yeah, I suppose it'd be similar. So um I don't know about anyone else, but I really loved all of the uh fake dying. And then all of the actors were doing at one point, someone threw up like a wacky inflatable arm tube man arms and just like and died. It's like, oh, what is going on here? Yeah. When the the Daleks show up in the warehouse and start shooting soldiers like that guy in the back is really going for it. I was just going to say there was one guy that like really went for it. But I do like um some of the prosthetic stuff that they did on a couple of the people, like showing that uh, one guy when the Daleks first uh, broke yeah. in the doors, like his face is melted. Yeah, they use like a chemical bomb on that group. And yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that was terrifying. And then there there was the one scene um, after that where one guy was hit with the chemical. And was he talking to Tegan where he's just like, help me and it's like holy shit this is scary it turned into like a horror film for a while he was talking to styles the the human doctor oh okay yeah poor styles just got no respect in this story uh also the um putting the canisters in the bed to look like tegan decoy and now the the one doctor who I imagine her as just like the 80s form of Osgood. She's like, I'll stay here and help like prolong the discovery of it. And immediately as soon as the guard's walking, she just falls on the bed like, no. Yeah. Uh, Professor Laird. Oh, OK. Who is one. I of, only saw her as glasses. <laughs> one of 20 people that just gets shot in the back in this story. Her, all the people at the beginning, some other soldiers, and then a man who's using a metal detector on the beach just gets shot in the back by a cop. Poor dude. That was wild. Yeah, not the current, in today's current climate, maybe wouldn't want to show a policeman shooting a man in the back. Oh, yeah. Well, that first scene of just like, ooh, oh, God. Um, But eventually, the Daleks are dead. Lytton walks off into the sunset. Stein activates the self-destruct with his death wail. Tegan can't deal and bounces. That is the end. I was really kind of taken off guard with Tegan leaving like the way she did. Like we've seen so many uh, companions get like this big 
like speech or scene or moment and Tegan was just like, I can't do it. I gotta leave. Bye. Yeah. That and a man real abrupt. Sarah Jane is like the best companion of all time and she just gets left in Croydon and is like, I gotta go to Gallifrey. I'll be back one day. Never came back. But even that was he has still had a had a speech and like it was emotional. Kind of. All right, let's uh, do some fun facts here. If there's anything I haven't mentioned already, I'm just going to go through the list. Oh, so Eric Sayward did say, even though this being 45 minutes wasn't intentional or being two 45 minute stories, he did say he does like that format better, mainly because like it doesn't force you to shoehorn in these cliffhangers every 25 minutes for no reason. Yeah, I can see that. So like you can just tell a 45 minute story and get engaged with the characters something he horribly failed at in this one but again he didn't write it that way it was supposed to be for 25 minute stories or episodes oh rtd stated in the 2006 doctor who annual that the supreme daleks attempt to assassinate the high council was one of the initial clashes of the time war so we said when we did genesis that rtd said that was like the first blow that ignited the time war and this was one of the first retaliations from the other side that eventually escalates into the time war. Fun. Um, the story has, as we mentioned, an unusually high body count for Doctor Who. Only the Doctor, Tegan, Turlow, Davros, Lytton, and his two police uh, duplicates survive. Everybody else dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that is crazy. Yeah, because the whole space base died, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this story was not a part of the initial run of target novelizations of all the Doctor Who stories because they couldn't negotiate with uh, Eric Sayward. He did eventually write the novelization for the story, but only just last year. Like 2019 last year? That's what last year would be. Whoa. But like for young people, because back then there weren't really reruns or, you know, into the 80s there started to be. But young people who got into Doctor Who, they did it through these novelizations of older episodes that they would never get to see until, you know, the 2000s came around and they started coming out on DVD or, you know, VHS before that. Uh, this is the first story since the Daleks master plan to have a supreme Dalek in it. Uh, it is the first since evil of the Daleks to have a black Dalek. Uh, we already said that Maurice Colburn will reprise his role of Litton in Attack of the Cyberman. Rulin Lenska, who played Styles, the Doctor, was considered for the role of Joe Grant about a year or a decade earlier. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't you touch my precious Joe Grant. <laughs> Terry, you said you like this one, but you haven't seen a ton of classics. Is this your second classic Dalek story? Yes, because I think the only other one was the Genesis one, correct? Yeah, so how would you compare this to Genesis? you like it more or less about the same? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I like it. I like this one more uh, just because I feel like there's been advancements in their budgetry and um, just how they were able to shoot it and film it. But yeah, like the editing wise for this uh, two episodes, which should have been four, uh, was a little too choppy and too sporadic of a cast. Um, 
that I kind of like the Genesis story a little bit better because it was a lot easier to follow, but it was not as exciting to watch. Right. Well, everything you said, except that the story for Genesis is better, was wrong. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Genesis is way better. It's the fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane and is written by Terry Nation. And it's uh, it's just better. <laughs> it's got a better Davros. It's got better dialogue. Alex, where are you putting this in your list of all the Dalek stories so far? I think I'm putting it down, 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 like near the bottom, if not the bottom. There, there's just been so many good Dalek stories that we've seen. And yeah, I, there, it was weird. I felt like this story could have been told in maybe like three parts. Like the fourth just seemed like it just seemed too long in, in the second half. And I don't know. I think the cast could have definitely been uh, smaller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was just counting them up. I think this is the 12th Dalek story that we've watched for our journey through the Daleks. There's a couple we didn't see because they don't exist and we're not watching recons. Also, things where they're not really, where like they appear, but it's not a Dalek story, like whatever one's right before Planet of the Daleks, Frontier in Space, where they just show up at the end to kind of begin the next story. So yeah, if we're at 12 or 11, I I don't know, there's a lot I like about this, but mostly kind of the way it looks. So I'd say it's not the bottom bottom for me, but it'd probably be like bottom middle. Yeah, I don't really care if it looks bad or looks good, I guess. Like the story's got to be banging. For me like i i really liked power of the daleks and i know you don't have it up there right. because of the way it was well because it's when you just have the dialogue and you have like images that aren't moving it's tough like the whole the second doctor is one of the better actors to ever play the doctor but you have to see his face and when yeah. when they animate his face in a way that's just like barely moving it makes me upset but I'm definitely in the minority. Everyone loves Power of the Daleks, but they loved it before it ever even came out. So they're a bunch of pricks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just like read it and they're like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we've got two more 80s Dalek stories. One for the Sixth Doctor, one for the Seventh. Then we're going to do the Dalek movies and we're going to rank all of the Dalek stories. So that's the future of this podcast going into the fall here. Then we're going to start our journey through the companions, which I'm excited for because I hate the 80s. It's my least favorite Doctor Who era. I'm super excited to get back to the 60s. But I got to watch all this other bullshit first. So we're going <laughs> we're going to release these a little more often than we had been. A, because we're all just sitting at home. So why not? And B, because I want to get the fucking 80s over and done with. <laughs> So for next time, we are watching Revelation of the Daleks. It's The Sixth Doctor and Perry. It is again written by Eric Sayward. It is directed by Graham Harper, who is the only director ever to direct Old Who and New Who. It's from 1985, and it is again two 45-minute episodes. Terry, who's your MVP? Oh, uh, I'm going to give you a favorite line with my MVP. <laughs> my favorite line was with the doctor, uh, not the doctor, but the bitchy doctor and her crew when they Styles, get to the self-destruct chamber. Um, she says, the self-destruct chamber, 
let's get it open. The guy goes, what are you going to do? She's like, guess. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Like she she was my favorite character. She she was almost my MVP. Rule, you know what? Fuck it. Rula Litska, my MVP. She played Styles. Um, oh, Terry, gonna... Terry never said his. Oh, oh okay. it was her. Uh, oh, well, if you're going to do it, then I'm taking mine back. Because <laughs> my, my original one was Stein. Because that dude oh. was fucking awesome. And really? he, oh, yeah, no. played by Rodney Buse. He, I think he, as an actor, was great. I disagree. He was my least favorite acting. You think you could pull that earring off? I noticed uh, that, too. Uh, now I had problems with him, especially in his death throes. Like, it was slow motion. <laughs> it just looked terrible. I couldn't handle it. Like, I had enough of him. I was, I was done. Uh, my MVP... I'm gonna go with the doctor, Peter Davidson. Peter Davidson, yes. Um, I guess I could go with Matthew Robinson because I do think that the direction was really good. But watching the episode for me, I was like, Doctor sucks, Tegan sucks, Turlo sucks, Davros sucks. Um, I wanted yeah. I wanted to pick Styles, but Terry did. So yeah, fucking Stein. But then, and then also, I watched the special features on the DVD, and the director's on there, and he just kind of comes across as an asshole. Ask him that paper cup these This has been Brothers to Who, our Married to spinoff, our episode on Resurrection of the Daleks. Please follow our regular feed, the Married to Who podcast, where we are currently about to hit the final stretch of season nine and to well terry's on here i can't say anything we're getting into the home stretch of series nine uh, on behalf of myself jake alex and producer terry thank you for listening please join us next time for revelation of the daleks Meow, <laughs> <laughs>